Well, close to half a decade since it was first seriously debated in this country, an independent anti-corruption commission will be established next year after passing its final political hurdle today. This legislation delivers the single biggest integrity reform this parliament has seen in decades. When you change the government, you change the country. And the National Anti-Corruption Commission will change our country forever. Yeah, it's certainly a bit of a moment. That was Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus addressing Parliament this afternoon. The amended bill, which gives the independent inspector additional powers to investigate the public service, was returned and passed through the lower house this afternoon. Proposed amendments to broaden the scope and number of public hearings did not carry. It follows three hours of debate and the formal censure of former Prime Minister Scott Morrison over his secret appointment to, to five portfolios. The member for Cook in doing this did not just fall below the standards expected. He undermined them, he rejected them, he attacked them and he abused them. But Mr Speaker, I do not apologise for taking action especially prudent redundancy action in a national crisis in order to save lives and to save livelihoods. Yeah, a fiery former Prime Minister uh, this afternoon rebuking some of those claims, defending his reputation. Well, Helen Haynes is the independent member for Indi. She was a key backer of establishing an independent anti-corruption commission, introducing her own legislation last year. Welcome to you, Helen. Thank you very much, Andy, and hello to all your listeners. This is a bit of a day, really, isn't it? A oh, day yes. that you were hoping for for a long time. Uh, you obviously have deserve lots of the credit, really, for this. How did it feel? Um, Andy, um, I feel very, very happy that uh, we finally have legislated in our federal parliament a National Anti-Corruption Commission. And I give uh, great congratulations to the Attorney-General and to the Prime Minister uh, for achieving that today. And I'm very, very pleased that they made this one of their top agenda items since coming to, to government. Uh, it was an election promise and they've delivered that. So I congratulate them. Um, personally, I, uh, I feel enormous satisfaction. It was a great moment to be in the House today. This was an historic day. I want to come back to more of the details of the Commission shortly, but as you just heard, uh, Scott Morrison has become the first former Prime Minister to be censured by the Parliament. He used his opportunity to speak on the motion to again defend his actions. What did you make of his explanations today? Well, Andy, quite extraordinary that uh, this morning we began uh, the Parliament by uh, censuring a former Prime Minister, the first time that's ever happened. It was a grave motion. It was a grave moment. Uh, I took no joy in it whatsoever, uh, but I felt very strong uh, in my decision to support this censure moment because... Uh, uh, what happened, I believe, was a betrayal of trust and uh, in extraordinary moments, extraordinary trust is required. And I think that what uh, I heard from the former Prime Minister today in no way uh, explained in any form that made uh, logical sense to me why he he chose to keep that uh, those decisions of his secret. And it's the secrecy element of this that is uh, truly disturbing. So I think the censure motion was the right thing to do. Uh, 
We, uh, we know from the Solicitor General's advice uh, and we know from the former Justice Bell's report that this was not illegal. Um, but this isn't a question of, of legality. This is a question of transparency. And uh, yeah, that yeah. transparency was betrayed. Uh, as you said, n- no, uh, not a legal issue. There's no direct legal consequences to this censure. Uh, Liberal backbencher Bridget Archer was the only one to cross the floor in support of the motion. There was that pretty iconic image taken of you comforting Bridget Archer the last time she crossed the floor. I think it was nearly a year ago to, to the day. Once again, she was the only Liberal to do this. Karen Andrews abstained. Have you spoken to her today about this decision? Yes, I have. And uh, I think Bridget Archer is a shining light uh, in this parliament. Bridget has the courage of her convictions. And I think uh, for anyone who's listening, if you get the chance to listen to Bridget's speech, you should, because uh, she directed us to to think about what liberal values actually are. And uh, Bridget always makes decisions in this house that are based firmly on values and principles. And she did that today. The only member uh, of the coalition to cross the floor, and I have the greatest admiration for her convictions, for her courage and for her principles. So in, in, as far as your views go, is this the end of the matter of the Morrison secret ministries or should there be further action? Well, I think this is the strongest action that the parliament can take uh, and uh, I think it's extremely important that we recorded this action today in the parliament uh, for history. I understand there may be some legislative changes made to ensure that this legal loophole is, is closed, but this really isn't about legality. This is about democracy. This is about the Westminster system and this is about the honour of our parliament. And I think today as parliamentarians, uh, we made that very clear to the, no- to the nation. We took the strongest possible action we could collectively take. Let's return now to the NAC. Obviously, it's been labelled as a great day for democracy. Now that it's passed, how quickly will we see the first referral? Have you been given any assurances about how soon that could be? Well, uh, what we know is what the Attorney-General has told us publicly and in that is that uh, it's his intention to have the uh, National Anti-Corruption Commission open for business uh, in the uh, around the middle of next year. So I expect we will see the Commission um, uh, stood up by around July. Already uh, there's advertisements around the nation uh, calling for uh, people who may be interested in the in the roles of, of commissioners and, and, uh, and an inspector. So... Uh, um, this is such a major change and such an extraordinary reform that uh, once it is actually stood up, it will take some time, of course, um, for the commissioner and his staff to or her staff to get uh, get organised. Uh, but the, the good thing about this is that referrals can come from any person in the nation. And I know that there will be many. Um, there will be many. Make, uh, there there yes. really will be many. Uh, do you expect the commission may receive be overwhelmed with referrals? in its first year of operation? Well, I have no doubt that there will be many, but what I do have uh, great confidence in is the capacity for uh, the commissioners to uh, to determine whether uh, a referral, uh, in fact, meets the criteria of being systemic or serious corruption. Uh, there's no place in this commission for vexatious referrals, for example. Uh, so no, no doubt there will be some, um, but it's very clear in the legislation, and we made sure it was very clear uh, that this is about serious or systemic corruption. Uh, and you, uh, I have about... no doubt that there will be referrals that fit that criteria, I might add. 
Sure. Are you referring to the Senate amendments, including strengthening the role of the inspector to protect against overreach and maladministration? Because those changes certainly have been hailed for strengthening the legislation. I'm just curious as to your view about how. Yeah, so, Andy... um the role of the inspector is a very important one in, in this whole framework of integrity and uh, the inspector's role is to make sure that the NAC is doing its job. Uh, so while there will be no interference in in what uh, the, the commissioners are uh, are doing in in terms of uh, um, making those decisions around what is serious or systemic. The the inspector is there to check on on what are very very significant powers, coercive powers, to make sure that they're used appropriately. Uh, to to be a place where people who feel that they have been uh, are done wrong by this commission can make a complaint. Uh, it's it's a very important role, the inspector, and um, I think that the legislation in its original form didn't give enough. Uh, enough, uh, uh, enough to that role. And I was very pleased that um, Bruce McClintock, the Honourable Bruce McClintock, who was a witness uh, to our Joint Select Committee inquiry, gave us some very, very good evidence about what more uh, could be done around the role of the inspector. And indeed, most of uh, Mr McClintock's recommendations were built into the amendment put by Senator Shoebridge last night. It was something Senator Shoebridge and I both made comment on in in the uh, select inquiry report and I was very pleased that both the government and the coalition backed those amendments and we were able to vote on those in the House today. So that's another improvement uh, to what is uh, a pretty good bill. Uh, it's 17 past six, RN Drive with Andy Park. Helen Haynes is here. We're talking about the National Anti-Corruption Commission that you'll be able to make a submission or a referral to uh, hopefully as early as the middle of next year. A separate amendment to require the support of at least one non-government committee member for the appointment of a commissioner or an inspector did not pass, Helen. How concerned are you that this leaves the door open to, well, political appointments? Yeah, Andy, uh, this was a concern of mine and a concern shared by uh, many of the ABC Radio. That, um, that made submissions into the inquiry and it was a concern uh, shared by um, my crossbench colleagues. Look, um, I promised the Australian people, I promised the people of Indi that I would fight for the best possible anti-corruption commission right down to the wire and um, that's what I did. Last week uh, many of us were in the chamber for, for close to four hours um, debating amendments which included greater oversight by that uh, by the uh, the joint committee which will be set up to, to oversee the, the NAC. Um, we didn't win. We didn't win those amendments. Um, so what we have is an oversight committee that will have um, government control, essentially. I was seeking to really separate executive government uh, from decisions, uh, from... from uh, complete control uh, of decisions decisions such as the um, appointment of commissioners. Now, that would have been unorthodox. Most of these powerful committees in parliaments do have a government chair with a, with a casting vote. Um, I think the NAC is such a, a, a powerful and unusual uh, body that it, it would have benefited from having uh, greater bipartisan uh, support locked in 
to, to legislation. The Attorney-General didn't agree with me. Uh, that, that's Parliament. That's, that's how it works. Uh, but what I'm pleased about is that there is a statutory review. So legally, the, this uh, Anti-Corruption Commission must be reviewed in five years and, and that will be an opportunity to see how well it's working and that will be an opportunity should there need to be uh, better separation from the executive government uh, and the oversight of the NAC that uh, we could try again. But in the meantime, uh, Andy, we have legislated today uh, a very powerful uh, independent national anti-corruption commission. I'm very, very pleased that we've done that. Helen Haynes is the independent member for Indi and, of course, a key campaigner for an anti-corruption commission. Appreciate your time tonight, Helen. Thank you so much, Andy. And can I um, give a shout out to the many, many people who've made this happen, primarily the people of Australia who made this uh, an election issue. Integrity is fundamental to good governance and uh, today is an historic day. Good on you, Helen. Thanks for your time tonight. On the text line 0418 Bill in Armidale says the fact that Morrison acted in secrecy is a sinister conspiratorial manner in the matter that has been seen him rightly condemned by the parliament suggests that there well may be other matters therein, illegalities may be involved, therefore we may end up seeing him investigated by the NAC. I don't think the terms of reference will go back that far, but thank you so much for your uh, text message here on RN Drive 0418 ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.